Hello. Hi. All right. So here we are, January 20th, 2023. Um, if you go to page 225 in your book, there is a, let me find it. Um, it's under the 10 commandments of love chapter. If you have a different, got it. Uh, edition of the book. So this is talking about recurring themes in your life <laughs> and why history repeats itself, not just on a grand scale, uh, politically, you know, but also on a personal scale. Why does your history right. repeat itself? Why do you have the same thing over <laughs> and over again? It's also talking about the flow of life, mm. how life flows, and that those two things are connected. So I find this incredibly fascinating. Um, so it also, if you go to the last sentence on the page before, I'm going to start there. Okay. I'm just going to read this. Okay. <clears throat> okay. I'm 224. One of the surest ways to become like that which you have judged is to create a distance between yourself and it through attitudes of separation. Let me just go back. <laughs> so, if you try and distance yourself right. from something you don't like that you have judged as bad in some way, and you create a distance between you, that is the surest way that you are going to become like that thing that you have judged and created distance with. History repeats itself generation after generation because of judgment and denial, which creates ruptures in the flow of life. Again, judgment and denial create ruptures in the flow of life. I never had that thought before. Mm. Um, hmm. The universe fills ruptures quickly with the very thing your objections denied. Now, I'm not really sure about the meaning of denied in this, but I sure do get judgment. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not sure we really deny things so much as we we judge them and say, oh, I hate that. I don't want to be like that. You know, this is not me. Um, and yet, those are the things we become. Cycle after tragic cycle, unwanted elements are brought forth again for re-examination. <laughs> It would profit mankind greatly to understand the heart's power to accept, process, purify, and allow the things which are less than perfect mm. to serve their purpose and move on. Mm. I have just bringing, it brings to mind that horrible new contraption you brought into our kitchen. <laughs> That's what you it it's how apropos it is because I'm so against this, you know, addition to our it's a composter. So everybody it's knows. a composter, it's a right? Composter. So what you're literally doing with a composter mm -hmm. is you're taking your garbage, your leftovers, the stuff you don't want that don't serve you that are not good enough to eat, and you've taken you've gleaned the good food off of something, and there's the the shell, the crust, the whatever. And you put it in this machine, which is kind of miraculous, I'll admit, that <laughs> it just, for 16 hours, <laughs> will do some <laughs> mysterious process that produces a very large hum. And 
a very loud hum, and uh, and then all of a sudden it looks like dirt. And, and it is dirt. It, it doesn't just look it, like it. It's dirt. Nutrient and you rich. have created dirt that you now take and you put in your garden and you uh, you are ready to, to plant in the right. spring with this dirt we're creating from our leftover food. You know, in theory, and, and as I say it and I listen to myself say it, it's the most beautiful thing we could add to our lives if it applied <laughs> on the inside you know like if if i if i had a composter <laughs> on the inside and i could take all the stuff mm. you know that i that i don't like all the garbage you know that is like oh i just want to get rid of that and oh i just want to get rid of that and and that would make me perfect or my life perfect or whatever all those things that are left over when you've just, you know, made it beautiful and, and everything you think is good. And then all those little leftovers, you know, that, that, that you know, that, that confirm yeah. it deep in your heart and your soul and your, in, in your own truth that you know that, you know, you're not perfect, right? The, right? All the imperfections. You take it and you put it in this process which purifies it and becomes the fodder of your of your next thing, yeah. your food, your food to come, the thing you're going to nourish yourself with. Mm. You're going to nourish yourself with the right application and process of the things you discard and don't yes. like and Ooh. don't want. I mean, come on. Right? That is the perfect... That's oh, beautiful. You know, it, it's... It's the perfect system. Right. And it's somehow, I know, on a natural level, you know, life and the natural flow of life does that. It does compost. Like, there is such right. a thing as, you know... Nothing's wasted, right? You know, regenerating, right. you know, one <clears throat> thing, you know, breaks down and becomes something useful and helpful later on. And, and that's the cycle of life. I mean, that is the flow of the cycle of life right there. So somehow, there's a message here for me in the fact that against my greater, you know, I would never have picked, but fortunately, because you live in this household, you picked it, you put it, you made me think about it, and, and you created, you know, like you, you changed the flow of life mm. in the kitchen, in the, in the consciousness of me, that I have to now adjust mm to a different flow, which is a better flow, which is a flow that's good for me, that creates good things. But whoa, can we talk about the resistance? Mm. Can we talk about the, you know, oh, you know. The that's where I thought denial. you were going. <laughs> like, can we talk about, yeah, how how much I want to, yeah, say it's not, not a good thing. I don't like it because it's bulky and it takes up space and it's, you know, you mean you have to like look at the garbage that's sitting on the counter that you left over and I don't want to look at garbage and every single thing about that composter is the perfect analogy for me in my life. Wow. And that is driving me crazy. I am floored. I'm floored because all you've said is, Elizabeth, get the garbage out of, of the, the kitchen. <laughs> I know, I know. This is disgusting. <laughs> I mean, I was there's no way you yes. could. I would have bet any amount of money to say that this was not the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, Robert. I know because I have done nothing but be negative and 
derogatory <laughs> and whatever sly little way I could possibly oh be. Um, you know, and and I'm floored. Okay, I'm floored. I'm going to continue reading because oh, okay. this passage has just such... It just is so perfect for, for me and my life right now. And, you know, just what I'm trying to... How I'm trying to Before grow. Before you read on, I just, yeah. As you, after you've said what you've said, I want to repeat yeah. this sentence, which I quickly start. It would profit mankind greatly to understand the heart's power to accept, <laughs> right? You didn't want to accept this. Then process, purify, and allow, <coughs> huge word, the things which are less than perfect to serve their purpose and move on. It's that move on phrase that gets oh, me too. Right. And then to your point, it moves on. It becomes the dirt that is super nutrient rich for the garden that creates our food, that creates this beautiful space for us to sit and dine in. It, it's a real cycle and circle of life, 100%. And, and it is the cycle mm-hmm. and the flow of life in every aspect of life. It's not just yeah. in food right and it's not just in uh it's in politics it's in all the turmoil that's going on in the world right now and i sit here and i go i had another thought i thought oh you know there's so many i'm not there's so many controversial issues Um, right now politically that you know i have friends on one side friends on another side i have strong opinions and i think oh my gosh how how are we ever going to get through this? How are we ever going to all come out okay? Right. And and you know if this is the direction that we're heading, or this is what everybody seems to be saying or wanting right now, how is that going to how is that going to pan out in a positive well, way? But if you go back to this thing, it, it's that judgment that creates an attitude of separation, and you become the thing. Like if you think politically, and we won't go into details. But what I've been accused of is actually what people then are demonstrating, right? Right. So I think people, it's this very, what's the word? Is it ironic? Is it paradoxical situation? And I've become hyper aware when I have a judgment, then where in my life am I actually being that? Because I'm judging that. So there must be somewhere in my life that that is where I'm also operating. Yeah. And and, and judging strong... myself. And, you know, how am <clears> I, <throat> you know, and then and then you take it very personally. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, either you can look at it big, big scale, political world scale, or you can look at it really, really, really little. personally. Like, right. okay, here I am, and here are my personal issues that I have dodged and fought mm. and wrestled with for many, many, yeah. many, many years. And why are they popping up over and over and over again? And here it is. It's because I have not allowed them. I have not loved them. I have not embraced them. I have not, I have treated them like the composter I hate in my kitchen. Well, and you let the garbage you, you you yell at the garbage. You I, don't put I, it in the machine and, and, I, and press the and button. I, you just no. get annoyed that there's garbage. <clears throat> and I, I put, and I stuff hide, it away somewhere. I hide, right. I throw it away. I, right. I get rid of it. I don't want to look at it. And and I'm not willing to process it in the moment, whatever that garbage is. And, and there you have my problem. 
there you have exactly what I'm doing wrong with my life. <laughs> well, can I just say, though, to extend the metaphor of this composter, perhaps we're making this idea of processing things harder than it is. So if there's any consolation to this, if, I'll accept your own judgment of that's what you're doing. We'll, we'll, we'll go down that rabbit hole for sure. But, you know, look at how, look at that as that, as that as an example, there's two extra steps versus throwing it into the garbage. Right. You put it into a different container yeah. and then when it's filled up, you press a button yeah. and, and then easy. it's processed. Okay. So it is pretty easy. Right. And, and I think personally, you know, at this point in life, you know, I think I've dredged up, you know, so many different aspects of whatever my issues are that, you know, it probably isn't that hard right? to just look at it and to just be okay. Like, okay, that's me. Okay. Mm. You know what? I inherited some of my problems. I, 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 I exaggerated and perpetuated them from... Years of denial and and judge self judgment. So okay, so yeah, I get it. They're still there, but I still don't know the purpose. Mm. I don't know the reason, and that's what the next part I think talks okay. about. So I'm gonna move on. <clears throat> yeah. So you had just said, and I'll repeat it again. <laughs> it would profit mankind greatly to understand the heart's power to accept process, purify, and allow the things which are less than perfect to serve their purpose and move on. Life is an ever-progressing stream of love, creation, consciousness, and action. As the flow progresses through your heart and life, you will add to it from your own efforts and, and love and gain from it the experiences you need for your own growth. Mm. Whenever you accept, when, excuse me, whenever you attempt to follow, the, to stop the flow, it will double back and repeat itself. Mm. So you can't stop the flow because it will double back and repeat itself. And then you'll have another chance to not stop the flow. <laughs> and that's why things keep happening over and over again. And that's again. called being stuck. And that's called being stuck. And if you're stuck in some aspect of your life, right. you need to look at how you're stopping the flow, how you're not expressing it, how you're not accepting mm. it, how you don't, how you have taken your heart away from it, and you've not loved it, how you're not conscious of it, all these things that they say allow you to process the as these aspects of your life mm. and, and allow it to allow you to grow. Because And there's grow again. There's that garden is going to yeah. grow. So it's as though life is created in this brilliant way for our growth. And anything we do that prevents mm -hmm. us from growing in all the ways that we are created to be, and we try to stop our own being from expressing itself in the world, we are going to be stopped in our tracks. Mm -hmm. It's a brilliant system. 
And we're going to mm-hmm. be given the opportunity again and again without judgment as many times as is necessary right. until we express that aspect of our being. Right. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Allowing the good things to pass through your life is easy enough. Admiration brings harmony and resolution. However, forgiveness and tolerance will be necessary if the flow of life is to carry away pain Mm -hmm. and things of lesser pleasure. So, you know, we talked a lot about forgiveness at Christmas time and pain and, you know, yeah, how, you know, I think everyone knows the importance of forgiveness is for you and all of that. But do you know why? Do you know that it's because you need to allow life to continue to progress? And if you don't, you've attempted to stop the flow of life. This flow of life thing is quite interesting. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, one... I'm, I'm drawn to remember bringing in this forgiveness idea. For me, my, my, I'll call it somatic, like my kinesthetic experience of forgiveness, when I felt it in my body, that actual release, which I think is what we're talking about here, right? Is allowing it and then letting it go is what I'm reading in this. And that whether that comes from forgiveness or tolerance and then life sweeps it away. It's a beautiful feeling. And there have been particular times in my life when I've had to actively work on elements that I was gripping or holding or felt offended by or, you know, all these things that might ask for forgiveness. It was the moment I could genuinely, in full alignment of my body, mind, soul, thank that person and bless them and send them a blessing that I felt true forgiveness. And it, it, there's something about this, and I, I wonder, there's that great expression and, and practice of like blessing everything in your life. Yeah. And, you know, your compost example, here's this trash, we wanna, you know, okay, it's a little gross for an hour when it's sitting on the counter, it's annoying, da 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 but look at what a blessing it now is because we've allowed the process to go through it. And this is just powerful for me because there is something in my life that I do need to still work on, a person that I need to really forgive, to your point, for myself so I can be free of being hooked by them and their choices and who they are. Like, why do I even care? Who knows? That's the wrong question. But... In what situation can I genuinely bless them and wish them well and ask God to bless them so I can move on? You know, I think that's that button that, that turns it into something useful so and freeing. How would, you, how would you describe the process necessary to forgive yourself if oh. that's your process of forgiving someone else? Oh, what would you say? Well, I think you just did a great job on that. So how would you translate that into forgiving yourself? I think you have to 
have an overwhelming sense of love for yourself that like like you do for a child it's pretty easy to forgive a child who doesn't understand this or that or maybe they do but they come out of situations that make them act this way and that way and you know the amount of grace that we afford and I think that's where this word tolerance comes in others when we know their story you know that example of like you 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 can never not forgive somebody you just don't know their story but we don't put ourselves in the context of where we were even Bob, just yesterday, I told him, I was like, you know, I just was never a good sailor. I think I missed a year that they taught the basics. <laughs> I like skipped, essentially like skipped a grade in that summer program. And he goes, no, it was that I didn't take you out on boats because we didn't have a boat. All of your friends in that program went out on the weekends since they were kids and were sailing. But I had no context for that. I had no idea. I just show up and all of a sudden I don't know what everybody else knows and I feel inadequate and I feel lesser and I make these decisions based on that. See, the con, it's like, can you zoom out so much to yourself? And that, that's been something when I've looked back at decisions I've made that I'm like, Elizabeth, that was so stupid or not you or or all of this and it was I don't know something I chose in high school literally your brain isn't developed your brain isn't developed nonetheless your life experience your heart your whole context is one small element of a very very large universe and world and that's where I think you have to acknowledge to yourself you are doing the best you can with what you got god take it right and it, oh okay it's that banana peel <laughs> it's maybe it was that was a an experience or something that unveiled the real heart of the matter and the real nutrient food and all this stuff but we're so focused on the garbage that we miss that it actually produced what nourished us and and, and perhaps the experience that you were led led to because of that later in life again with the big picture and backing it up and putting it in the context of the next 20 right. years right played a part in how you approach something else or an area that you decided to turn towards or to study or to become an expert exactly in, that you then took right this experience and you might not have dealt with it perfectly and you might have left it might have created some self-doubt in you and some self-loathing in you but it also created survival in you and it created coping over a situation that was right. impossible to cope with, with what the, to the tools were you had. So you've got these leftover things from this time a long time ago right. that you need to go back and you need to forgive. You mm -hmm. need to understand and see its point, allow it to make its point because if you don't connect consciousness of, of its greater value, to your current life it's always just going to be like a dangling part of you but if you can go back and bring it in embrace it love it 
show it to your consciousness right. as look you you were you know you were the that was the tree trunk that created that tree and here you are judging it yeah as something bad yeah as as a fault as something unforgivable whatever judgments are yeah and you know, there's a reason like that they seal juvenile court. You know, like if you're and that they have statute of limitations. Yeah, like, there's seven years legally you can't be charged again. But here we are. It's fifteen, twenty, thirty years later, and we're still like, damn, I shouldn't have done that. I or, really made this mistake. Yeah, or I, the way yeah. that we, yeah. Or I'm still repeating a mistake because mm. I haven't. You know how crazy is this the thought that you could be repeating a mistake for 40 years Hmm. because you haven't forgiven yourself for it the idea that you become the thing you're denying right you're becoming that mistake over and over again and you've now made it a part of your life for 20 30 40 years for me the element here too is and this has been very powerful for me when I've been fearful of a repeated situation, right? Like, call it my worst fear. <laughs> just, just put it out there, right? My worst this fear. is my worst fear. I've lived through it one and a half times in my life, and it's like everything in me wants to avoid that again, right? Like, yeah. I have a lot of resources, probably like 60 to 70% of my resources are to avoiding it. Okay. Right? And it was in a really powerful coaching call that it was like, you know, Elizabeth, you are a different person now than you were then. Right. 15, 20 years ago. So who are you now? Let's say that didn't happen then. Who you are right now with all the experience and and resources you have, how would you handle that? And it was like, a no, it's like a no-brainer. It was like a, oh, okay, well, I'd do this, this, and this, and I'd move on. But because it happened in the past, I didn't have the resources, the tools, right. the maturity, the life experience, the community, all of these things now that would make that experience that much lessened right. or manageable. And I was still approaching it like a 12-year-old girl yeah. when I'm 38. But you just revert back. So I think that idea too, yes, these things boomerang back to us. They're going to keep, it reminds me of like Mario Brothers, if you played it when you were a kid, like I did. You know, you'd hit a level and there's always Bowser, like the big mean guy. You had to fight at the end of the level in order to move on to the next land. Mm-hmm. And it was always harder. And you honestly, I had, I would have to play the, those dozens of times to learn, oh, right. Okay, if I go this way, then he goes that way and I can get further. You know, it takes trials and and actions to keep allowing it. But can we keep the space for grace? And I think now I'm starting to understand why they say denial. Because the denial is something that happens in our desire to pretend that yes. the existence we have now doesn't include that element oh, wow. that we haven't figured out. That we have now, we're living without the element. There's my denial. It's not going to happen again. It's not going to repeat itself. I've <sighs> covered all my bases. But if you haven't gone back <gasps> and forgiven that part of yourself that created the problem, 
or that responded wrong or that has a bad reaction to something. Or that is it, just judging it. It's just judging it or judging you. Because I think so much of our problems really revolve around this ourselves and how we don't forgive ourselves and we don't allow that grace for ourselves right. that we will allow much more easily for someone else. Um, and we deny that we even have this. You know, self-denial is is big. It's strong. And wow, is it powerful in in terms of preventing you from moving on. And you know, the this book says so many ways. Life goes on. You have to go on with life. You have to continue to move forward. Right. Always. Life is always moving forward. Move forward with life. That's what being in the flow means. And everything that holds you back hmm. from moving forward in life is something you must address and you must resolve so that you're free to move forward and you're free to experience so this is coming to me. everything that's in the present moment and not just what's in the past. This is, this is, I feel very called to share this and maybe this will resonate with you. If you look at the different areas of your life, this one where you have a stuckness, we'll call it, you know, somewhere an unforgiveness an unforgivable, whatever it is. Let's put that over there. Let's say there's not flow. But I bet if you examine the one, two places in your life, you'd say you are the most successful mm-hmm. and you are good. Like for you, I'd say you are good at raising a family, growing people, help like coaching them through everything. All the, I don't know. I'm just, yeah. as somebody in your world who's benefited <laughs> from that, I'd say you're, that's success beyond measure, right? That, that, that you've been so successful there. Can you use, okay, imagine those elements and apply it over there to where you're stuck, right? So if there's some kind of vein in our life where we've put a log, we've put a stop because there was something that, I don't know, we're judging, but over here, like if there was an issue with your family, you go through it, figure it out, and move on, right? You would process it because you knew if you didn't, then the whole thing would crumble. Like you're so, you, you know what it is? It's what you value the most. It's what you care about the most in life. The one thing that you know you right. care about that as i say one thing it could encompass two things but you know it's right or it, you wouldn't settle that i would never for, right. be okay without this i cannot live without this therefore right. i will do immediately yep. every single thing necessary to make that functioning healthy working good because that matters and in my life, my family and God were the things that mattered. And they still are. Exactly. And they will always be. They, but me and what I, you know, like my personal, you know, just what do I do with my time? What do I want to do with, you know, with 
what's left over after I've made sure that my family <laughs> and my relationship with God are good for that day. I don't know because that was such a secondary yeah. thing that in in many years, for many, many years, there was no time. There was no time for me to have a thought over what would I do because every ounce of my being was about taking care from from a young girl age of my mother and my right. sister who were dysfunctional and not able, I don't want to say dysfunctional, right. who were going through dysfunctional periods in their life where their lives were falling apart and they needed support to to survive. So helping the people I care about most in the world survive was what I became good at and what I became focused on and what I spent all my energy. Because if you think about it, if they don't survive, I don't survive. So survival always takes precedence over everything. You know, anytime you have a crisis of survival as a child, right? you know, that becomes... It becomes the foremost thing in your mind, and the thing you measure everything else against. Is this about survival? If I'm, if I'm not good, some children are blessed to grow up with ever without ever a fear that they'll they wouldn't mm-hmm. possibly survive. Like their lives don't have great trauma in them. I had great trauma in my childhood, in 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 my adolescence more than my childhood. So that it was very firmly there. Um, so there's a lot of like, there's a lot of, I'm, I guess you, I'm going to call it denial. Like, boy, for a word I didn't understand at the beginning, <laughs> I'm sure I'm finding a lot of ways to see it apply to me. That, you know, that denial was that, you know, I don't matter was what I, what I said. I don't Whoa. matter. Let me just make sure you're okay. Right. And then I'll worry about me because I don't matter as much as you matter. And that was that was the way that I lived my life. <gasps> and now I'm very, I'm trying very hard to make me matter because it doesn't come naturally. It's um it's it's to the extreme just that you know narcissism would be an extreme mm. that's not good this is not good either on the other extreme right. not allowing yourself to matter and wow. you know even in yeah it's it's hard and it's hard for to it's hard to um to claim it without feeling selfish or you know uh, all these things judge you've denied of yourself right that I do not allow for me I am now in a position to allow for me and it isn't easy it isn't easy to um, to express because all these you know desires were pushed away for right. so long. You know, so the natural urges and desires and things that you have as as a young person, you know, they come up quickly. They're like, oh, yeah. yeah, then I'm going to go do that. Then I'm going to go over there and do that and do that. But a lot of that is, is it's like reformulated 
to something that would be comfortable and fun to do as an older person who doesn't have all the same, you know, yeah. life obligations and, and going, you know, so, and energy. <laughs> Here's something that's coming to mind. And we spoke about this in the context of flow, right? And Don came to me a couple of days ago. I've been studying flow as a, as an actual physiological <laughs> and, and experience that people go through. Um, for a percent, let's just remember, let's just remember, like even now, we're not composting every single thing and throwing plastics in that are biodegradable. Like we're just taking our food scraps and putting them in the bucket. Right. You know, it's a 4% improvement. And I think when you start to have these realizations, at least my own experience, I, I swing to some of the extremes and I'm like, well, then it has to be all this way. And it's like, actually, you know what? If I add 4% more playfulness, if I do 4% in a day of more of what I want to do, what would that look like? I mean, we're talking like, hey, okay, so we got a little cut off for a second, but I think we were talking about the 4% and adding 4%. And you had a good question about that. Right. I said, do you, in your, in your study of flow, do you take 4% every day, an additional 4% over yesterday's 4%, or are you incorporating that 4% over time and then adding another 4%? So, you know, I think there's actually either way you can do it is, you know, depending on right. on what you're talking about and, and on, you know, how your life is going. Well, but, and I think it, going back to the passage, this idea, I think this is so good. These four things. First, you accept it, which is the opposite of denial, right? Right. Okay, I'm going to accept this. Then you process it. I accept there's garbage. I put it in this. I'm going to press the button. The processing time is different based on different things you're processing, different life stages, different obligations you already have, different tools you might have. Like recently, the Sedona method for me to process my feelings is so powerful. And at first, I'm doing it kind of slowly. It's so what clunky. Is the Sedona and then it's like you can do it much faster. It's, it's a process of letting go of feeling emotion, of feeling feelings. And I would, I actually am going to grab you the book after we talk, because I think this will really, really help you in this. But essentially it discusses how every feeling we have, thoughts come from feelings and feelings then come from deeper, call it core. I don't know if it's emotions or whatever, but our need to feel control, security, and approval. And at the end of the day, all those things are outside our control. Or, you know, and, and it's in our wanting of those things that we get so tripped up. And so for me, the powerful part of the Sedona Method has been accepting, I feel this now. I'm feeling a tremendous amount of fear, which is also different than saying I am fear. It's just, I'm feeling fear. It's in my body. And then saying, well, what is beyond that? What am I wanting? I'm wanting control and some security out of this situation. And then I, you, you ask yourself, am I willing to allow 
my wanting of security. And it, it seems so simple, but it's so powerful because I have been denying myself the permission to want it. Wow. And there's that denial again. Right? And it's there's so... Or approval. I've been denying that I want your approval. I've been totally in some la-la land. No. And, and to allow it, go, yeah, no, I really, really want that. <laughs> like, I really do. And it's like, it's like you set a place at the table for these elements that you've just been trying to barricade at the door forever. And finally, you're like, fine, I allow you to be here. I really, really want approval from people. I really, really want to feel secure. And in the uh, wanting, in the, in the allowing of the wanting, the wanting is let go. And you're like, are you willing to let go of the wanting? <sighs> yeah, I'm willing to let go of that. And then you feel what you've been wanting. You actually feel approval. Because it's of yourself. Because finally I'm approving. Yeah, I actually can then feel secure because the real truth is I'm already there. Everything's fine. It's all, you know, it's a really powerful and I, I think, you know, that that little statement that you just said that I don't want it to get brushed over, I'm already there. Mm. There's a level of reality where we are already there. Oh, right. And that's what um, that's what we're trying to get to. We're get, trying to get to all the things that are that are blocking our view of that reality. And that's what happens when, in the end of your process. What a great right. process. What a great gift that is to me right now, that process. I'm going to have to read this book. It is stunningly good. I'm going to have to read this book. And it's real, it actually gets fun, like I say that in that way, uh-huh. because it's, you you want to keep doing it. And there's some other things you can do not just in the feelings that you feel as they come up, but if it's, there's an issue that you've been held or a person or somebody you can't forgive or even goals and this yeah. idea of surrendering and letting go the wanting of it and feeling how it's already there. It's, it's amazing because then all of a sudden you see it everywhere. You see how it's already there. You're going to see everything that you've wanted is surrounding you. And, and then you are it and you show up differently yeah. in a very real way. This isn't, there's a lot of like, right. you know, right. superficial. And that's what I think going back to forgiveness, we feel it. That's why I've, I've struggled with it because intellectually, I don't understand forgiveness. Intellectually, I can say I forgive you, but it's not till I can turn and actually really ask God to give that person great things in their life and be grateful that I'm not an avenue for that, you know, and, uh-huh. and find so much gratitude in the whole situation. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I think, wow, I think that um, going, going through this process is is where my life is right now. Like, this is what I need to do. Yes. 
it's great. It's great to know what you need to do. It's well, great to let's say, do it. okay, here's my process. Here it is. So, again, I'm so grateful for this book I and know. for these words and for this truth that I think, you know, these, these remarkable diamonds of truth that cut right through. You know, and here's the thing I'd say. If, and we've talked about how even in, what has it been, a week since we decided Friday mornings we're podcasting, block the schedule, right? It's this kind of liberating constraints. We have a, a container now for us to show up and discuss it. And the book has welcomed our, our relationship. It's just so lovely, everything about it. And it gives me so much peace throughout the week. It's this thing to look forward to. It's, it's wonderful. If you have discovered and think leaving this conversation that, okay, I want to do this Sedona method. I want to let go. I want to process, whether it's the Sedona method or another way to process this thing you want to process, put it on your calendar. Like I got tremendous momentum and deep. It's like you go, go past levels, you know, it's just huge growth when every morning at a particular time I sat down and I would write out the Sedona method. I would do it in a journal and religiously it was that container you know and if I felt something earlier in the day but I'm with kids it's like well the great thing to write about tomorrow <laughs> great thing to let go of tomorrow uh-huh. um and then too that you get to be able to do it more throughout the day because it's not as formal but it it was just you know wow. you're thinking about what's your four percent maybe wow. it's 10 minutes and sitting, okay, asking, just asking yourself the four questions. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I mean, so it, just for anybody who actually might listen to this podcast, what is the name of this book? And it's called The Sedona Method. And it's by, do you remember who it's by? <sighs> it's okay. It's a long name. Okay. Just look up The a Sedona Method. A long name, The Sedona Method. <laughs> I mean, I think... Dale? <laughs> it's a long name. Okay. Dale. No. That's okay. So hopefully this person is now looking for or recognition. <laughs> because their name is not giving it to them. <laughs> but out of everything I've studied, it's been the most effective, which is really cool. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Very practical. Well, all right. Let's go continue the flow of the day. Yay. Yay. Thanks for sitting here with me. And we wish all of you the best. Yeah. You yeah. have great flow. Get out there and forgive. Love you. And... Don't deny. Forgive yourself. Forgive Ex- yourself. Yeah, look. Oh, I'll end on this. And I thought this was a good thing I read recently. I think I mentioned it last time, but I'm not sure. You know, we have this metaphor of facing our dragons. And that's what I kind of hear you're saying. Like, we did not, like, oh, we know there's a dragon on that path, so we go the other way. We know there's something scary. And so we, we choose not to face it until we do. And I think we have to remember, if you, you extend that, knights who face dragons put on their armor. They show up ready for battle. They show up ready to win. They know they can conquer it. But the piece that was missing for me, because I think I've developed, I've, I have a pretty strong grit muscle of running into some uh-huh. hard situations or finding myself in them and then gearing up and fighting my way out, is that the dragon is guarding gold. <laughs> There's a reason. He's not oh. just there for menacing uh-huh. reasons. He's guarding a treasure. There's, and it's your treasure. And what you need to do is conquer the dragon. 
And it doesn't have to be a bloody battle. Look at all the ways Harry Potter faced dragons, right? Like there's, there's a lot of different approaches, but that's why, because the cave is yours and all the treasure that's in it. Wow. So. That's great. Yeah. That's great. I always forgot about that. So well, may you all find your treasure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Till next time. We love you.